Welcome back. Uh, you're listening to the Rims and Nets podcast. Your host, Rob Morris. Um, I apologize for the last segment. Um, there's a lot of, of sound issues with that. Um, it was, really, the issue was the, the placement of the mic. Uh, it wasn't in a good place. So I have it in a better place for this part of the segment or this part of the show. So it should be better sound this time around. Um, definitely my apologies for that. It was, it was sounding, you know, like there was a lot of stuff on the background, ticking noises in the background. I was hearing it when I was, um, um, sometimes I like to, like when I record, um, certain parts of the show, I like to, you know, particularly cause I'll edit the show as well. So when I was editing it, I could, I can hear there was a lot of, a lot of sound issues. So I definitely apologize for that. Um, so this part of the show should be a better clearing sound. Won't be none of those uh, irritating sounds that were in the last episode or the last segment. But um, we're moving on. I um, just have a few announcements. Obviously, check out my Facebook page for Rims and Nets. Um, like my page. Um, like I said, I just started it this month. So, yeah, just try to get it. You know, get some. I'm trying to get all the exposure out for the website and podcast. So that's check out my Facebook page. I don't really have many many updates on that, but uh, but uh, I'm trying to work on that as well. But uh, also check out my Twitter page as well. That has more updates to it. But the problem is, there's no followers. There's no not much of a following right now. So I'm trying to get that going as well so anybody that you know a faithful listener or tunes in on occasion to check the show out uh get back and show support follow my um follow my facebook page follow my twitter page uh so that way i can get the channel to to keep growing and then you know hopefully the website will you know get more exposure as well so that would definitely be appreciated you know just you know hit the like it's a simple thing just to hit the like button it's a simple thing to um to to hit follow and then before you know it, it'll be grown before you know it just all this does take you know time and patience i mean i've just started you know these social media pages just this month well well technically last month because we're in june right now so new month so yeah so just hit the like button my facebook page follow me on twitter you get i mean you're gonna get a uh, constant updates you know retweets or whatever from you know any you know the popular sports writers um for all the all the news for lo- you know your local local basketball news i i, I had a um had an update on Twitter where a recruit that signed locally in the area that played in a local school that went to a major D one school. And I, th- and I was one of the few people to put it out there. So if you follow me, you, you know, who knows where you'll, you'll be getting breaking news literally within, you know, within the hour, within the day of, you know, could be someone you know, whatever, or any, you know, player that's in the area that you know that, you know, 
getting recruited or I'll, I'll let you know um as soon as this channel starts growing as soon, soon as the not only the channel starts growing but like actual the following starts growing and I get people involved because it's really just me I've been doing this solo so just trying to get people involved as well I mean if you're interested in joining the show the podcast as a guest to put your you know uh, on your your opinions on what's going on you can always contact me at rims and nets content at yahoo.com so I'll spell it out r-i-m-s double n-e-t-s content c-o-n-t-e-n-t at yahoo.com so yeah just you know shoot me a message or whatever quick email saying you know I have a opinion I want to put out there on you do this story I found this very interesting and and I'll probably look at it and I check you know my email daily particularly that account daily so any any suggestions any comments of my content if you're critical of me let me know I can take constructive criticism grown adult I can take it (laughs) if you want to criticize me in any way fine as long as you're being respectful about it and that you know i'm here to listen to any anybody because i'm only not i'm 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 doing this for for any 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 person that has the same shares the same passion that i am about basketball i'm doing this for everybody that shares the same passion in basketball as i do so it's not just i'm doing it for myself or for my for my credit or, or my gain of um, popularity or whatever. I, I mean, it is what it is. I'm doing this because I love doing it. So, and I'm doing it for other people that that share the same passion as I do. So, I'm I'm open to, I'm open to the communication, open to what whatever is on your mind or whatever. Just just don't be afraid to to let me to let me know so that way this show could be better it could be a lot better than what it is right now and obviously i'm just starting out so i'm not complaining or anything but it could be a lot better you know i could have more guests on the show i could have more content going on the website daily you know but i'm doing what i can you know i'm only one person but uh so yeah just like i said support support you know my Facebook, you know all my all my social media sites, and you know visit the website, check it out, see see if you like the content, and obviously show your support. So, so yeah, so we have that, and then we also have, well, like I said, we just uh, we mentioned in the last segment, um, we have two major basketball camps in the area. Um, Jason Tatum, which we all know he plays for the Boston Celtics. He has a basketball clinic that's going to be going on on June 29th to June 30th. It's going to be at the BU Rec Center, Boston University Rec Center, in 915 Commonwealth Ave. Um, It's open to all all grades within 1 through 12. Um, They split it up in two groups. 1 through 4 is 10 to 1 p.m. And grades five through twelve is is at two to five p.m. and the price is uh, two ninety nine. So I mean, 
I'm pretty sure it's going to be going fast. So just, you know, uh, so just get yourself registered for that. Um, and then also Marcus Smart has his basketball clinic as well at the end of the month. His will be at uh, Brandeis University in Waltham, Massachusetts. It's um it's on June 24th through the 26th. I believe that's a weekend. So it is a three-day event. Um, and the time for that is 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. And I think that's pretty much grades 1 through 12. Same thing with Jason Tatum. Tatum's uh, uh, basketball camp. So and the price for that will be 250 get in per person so if you're interested um i also have more details on the web on my website about those two camps pretty much what i told you just now but you know that i mean they do have you know ways of links there's i believe i have some links that can get you straight to the registration page so you can get registered like within that same day once you check out the site so so that's going on. So hopefully you can get your young ones into that, get them involved in the game early. Because believe me, earlier the better. Um. But basically, basically we're probably gonna stick to maybe pretty soon we're gonna be running out of time. Try to keep this within a half an hour, if not a little bit over half an hour. So, but uh, just a quick note. Um, I have an article, um, on new article on the website. Obviously, the website, of course, is brimsandnets.com. Double N, E N T S. Um, brimsandnets.com. What's what's next for the Celtics? Basically, going to be pointing out what 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 would be Danny Ainge's strategy if Kyrie Irving attends the league, which we all know that it looks like that's what's going to happen. What will be his strategy? And I basically set out a strategy, you know, through every, you know pretty much every step through the offseason from the draft all the way to you know the trade market and free agency. What Danny Ainge should do. If I was Danny Ainge, this is what I would do. And I basically just set out a whole plan of what what he you know what would be the best thing to do for the franchise. And I just think the best thing to do with my opinion would be to let Kyrie Irving go. Because he really didn't um the team didn't benefit him being out there. That's why a lot of times when he didn't play, you know, the team played better. It's just it's something that really he didn't he just really I don't know what it was. In year one he was he was good and I don't know what happened after the end of the season when he got out with the injury and then obviously they made that run without him. Things have just drastically changed. So I'll probably mention I think mentioned that in the article as well. So it's a very in-depth article, so check it out. Um, I put a link on it on my Facebook page. If anyone hasn't seen it, just like I said, check it out. If, you, if you're really into the Celtics, of course, check it out. You'll definitely be intrigued by it. 
all the points I made on that. Definitely in depth and definitely them really go step by step what he should do, what Danny Ainge should do, what players should be drafted. And obviously I have a favorite player, which I'm probably, you know, gonna really get on because the draft is two about two weeks away from now. Two two weeks from now. So I mean I have Celtics I have a few guys that Celtics like that I I would like to Celtics draft. Obviously Carson Edwards out of Purdue is probably my number one guy. I want him to probably be that guy to replace Kyrie in scoring production because he's just He's a flat-out scorer. I was just watching film of him uh, earlier today, and I was just like, man, like, he has a killer instinct. I mean, I'm not saying that Kyrie doesn't have a killer instinct, because I think he does. I just think he reserves it for moments that where when he's engaged. But I just feel like I probably think – I don't really think there's a, a prospect in this draft that has the capability to be a guard and – a role that we desperately need, like as far as like a score that has a killer instinct that is happens to be a guard like Kyrie Irving. You can probably plug him in and pretty much get what you. I made a point about it in my last mock draft or the, the article of the mock draft. I was like, Carson Edwards is probably a mix of what in between of what Kyrie Irving and Isaiah Thomas, like he's a mixture of that. You're going to get that type of production sooner rather than later. He's an experienced guy. He's a junior. So, I mean, obviously he's played in a lot of games in college. So, I feel like when you can score at that level in college, which I obviously is not it's not 100% guarantee it's going to translate, but it looks like it would translate pretty well. So, I just something about him I really like and, you know, I have a few guys that I like, and he's probably one of my favorites. So I just hope, um, like I said, Danny Ainge is, is Kyrie Irving. It just seems like at this point, you let Kyrie Irving go. You should, you know, and the, the decision is whether you're going to keep uh, Terry Rozier or not. But probably you, I would say you keep Terry Rozier, and then you draft that guy because I think that guy could be – a valuable, uh, he could be a borderline all-star. He's that good. He really is that good. So, and he's, he, you can get him in the 20s where they're picking, you know. You might you don't even have to get him at the 14s, but you can get him at the 20s. I like him so much that maybe I might pick him at, the four, at 14. That's how much I like him. I think, like, you know, now the next, the Hawks got those picks, they probably, probably take him or whatever. There's a lot of guys I like the Celtics can get. He's one of the guys. And obviously I'll get into it more so in the upcoming shows. I'll also we'll have like a little um we'll have you know part of the segment we'll have we'll talk about second round gems. We'll we like I said we I didn't I didn't only had a first round box so I really didn't get into the second round. So we'll get into more of the second round pieces that we'll we'll get into, and basically all the gems that you can find in the second round. So we'll get into that next week, and then obviously the week after that, when the draft will be. I think I'll have a show on Wednesday 
for the draft will be in Thursday that week. Instead, I'll have a show on Wednesday, basically previewing, you know, the draft. Probably, probably going through the previous mock that I went through. Probably go through a whole second round as well, pick by pick. But what will be in the second round? Or really, it'll be it'll be in depth previews of basically of most of the players in the draft. I may not go a full mock draft, but I'll pre- pretty much give you a full fledged preview. Of the of the draft, so you'll be you'll know exactly. Um, if you listen to my show, you'll know exactly all the players that are available within one through sixty or whatever. You have an idea of, of who could be drafted, who may not be drafted. I I'll say this player might not be drafted, or this player will be drafted, or there's a good chance that player will be drafted. So I'll definitely get into depth of it in the upcoming weeks as the draft approaches. You know, I believe the draft is on June 20th, so it's right around the corner. It's only like two weeks away, so we'll definitely get into that soon on an upcoming show. So, like I said, we talked about the cams, but now we're going to talk about a quick update on the Nike EYBL. Um, it was in session three. It was in Dallas. It just ended last month. Leave the last day was on the 26th of May, so it just ended last week. Um, like I said, a few notes guys that I've been following, uh, Nate Tabor, one of the top players in Connecticut. Um, he's starting to come along. I mean, he had a slow start in the first two sessions, but this is probably his best session. He had 19 points and he had a 21 point game. So he had a 19-point game and a 21-point game in the last two games. Um, his team, he plays for the Renaissance New York team. So they're kind of doing so-and-so. They're not really doing great. I think they're 8-5, I believe. So decent, but not but not too great. But compared to all the other top teams that are doing much better. And obviously, the Massachusetts teams, obviously, you got – BABC, and you got the Elite Expressions. Um, the BABC team is struggling mightily to really win game win games in this in these tournaments. They're one in twelve right now, you know, through three sessions. Um, Josh Oglund, I believe is how you pronounce it. Josh Oglundele had twenty three points um, against Team United. That's a pretty good performance. Um, hasn't had a ton of great. I mean, he's he's been he's been fairly good. Not a not as he's not as good as what Matt Cross has been doing. Matt Cross is probably their best player at this point. Um, he's averaging twenty three points a game over thirteen games so far that they played. Um, uh, Matt Cross is getting a lot of attention from teams. Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he uh, he's gonna take a visit to Indiana, so he's getting a lot of attention. Um, I believe he's a he's a three star recruit, so two four seven sports rate him as a ninety one, so that's a pretty good score. So you're you're like your borderline your borderline four star recruit. Um, yeah, he's got a he's got a very good skill. Like he can he can he's he has a lot of control. Kind of reminds me of Adam Morrison when he was 
explaining Gonzaga, of course, not the NBA version of Adam Morrison, but the, the college version of Adam Morrison. He has a similar frame. Like, he's 6'7", 6'8", 225 pounds, big, you know, broad shoulders, can get to where he wants to get to because of his size out there. He just looks like he's a man amongst boys. He plays at his own pace as well. Like I said, like, like that's how Adam Morrison used to play. Played at his own pace. Very good shooter. Could easily get to where he wants to get to. May not be the best athlete. I don't see a lot of I don't see really great athleticism from him, but I just know that he's he has a lot of he has a great skill set. He knows how to um get his shot off at any time. So obviously with that size it definitely helps. So Matt Cross has been great. Hasn't really shot the ball that well, but he's gotta do a lot for the them because they, you know obviously they see the record they're not a talented team so outside of maybe him and and Joseph Willier, they they've struggled they've struggled mightily and um so for as far as for the lead expressions team they're nine and four they've been they're three and two in Dallas um, they got a few good players that have definitely caught my eye Terrence Clark is continuing to shine out there. Um, he's only a sophomore, so he'll be in the class of 2021. Um, he's getting attention from a lot of big schools. Kentucky has already given him an offer. Um, hoping that he can get an offer from North Carolina or Duke. But he's still fairly young. But he's expected to be maybe a top player in the entire country. He's still a slim body player, but his skill set is unreal, and his athleticism is unreal. So that's the reason why his rating is so high so early on, and he's doing this against grown, you know, against guys that are juniors, close to seniors out there. He's, he's holding his own against the best of the best. Um, so he's doing great, and I think he's at, I believe he's averaging twenty five uh, a game in Dallas. So he's he's. He's, he's doing it all out there. He's doing a great job of keeping his team afloat as his team is 9-4, and four, which is pretty not too, pretty good, not too shabby record for them. And then also uh, another player that's really caught my eye is DeAndre Dominguez. DeAndre Dominguez. Um, he's from Providence, Rhode Island. Um, he just, just moved to... Uh, New Hampshire to play for New Hampshire private school. So, you know, he's a, he has a nice body, 6'8", 205. Um, he's gotten offers from URI, UMass, a few other schools as well. So he's doing well. He's getting a lot of attention as well. He's averaging 10, about a little bit over 10 points per game um, so far in the 13 games that they played so far. And, um, I have to see how it goes. You know, the next session should be coming up a little bit later on this month. So we'll have to see how, you know, how these players continue to play. play we'll see how they continue to play through all this. It is, it is a lot of pressure. You're playing against the best of the best in your, in your peer group. You know, this is the under-17 ranking. So a lot of these guys are going have – they have a great chance of playing D1 basketball. 
guys that can play well in these situations. Because, like I said, there's a few guys that really haven't played well. Erickson Vaughn has been struggling a bit. And then a few other guys. And then Nate Tabor. Nate Tabor, which we all know how talented he is, he struggled early on. So it's, it's, it's tough to really get going in this tournament when you're playing against the best of the best and it's ultra competitive and there's a lot of scouts out there. There's a lot of college coaches out there scouting these players. So definitely, definitely a big-time tournament. That's why I'm covering it. But uh, it's definitely a great way to, to find out who's the best of the best at this point. So, also, one one last prospect I want to get into, uh, Max Edwards. He's a guard. Um, he's from Connecticut as well. Um, he's definitely just in this area. Um, he's definitely shown a lot of bright space. He plays for the, um, the New England, excuse me, the New York Lightning. And he has offers from Fairfield, Sacred Heart, and Bryant. So, He's also getting some attention through this tournament. So he's playing pretty well. I think he's averaging a little bit, a little bit over 10 points per game as well. So, you know, not too shabby. I mean, when you can average double digits in this tournament, I mean, you're going to get some love from D1, D1 schools. It's very competitive. I mean, what Max Cross is doing is unbelievable. He's averaging 22 points per game. I mean, he's had to do it for his team. That are really pretty much carry that team when they've been really struggling to win games. So, so that's that should do it for that that subject. That I mean, well, I think there's like a say a few more sessions to go. The next session should be later on in the month. So that should do it for that. Said, looks like we're done for this week. Looks like a wrap. Uh, like I said, it was a packed show. We went over a half an hour. I said it was going to be at a half an hour. Well, now it's about close to over 40 minutes, but it's all right. It's um, got to get through everything. It's a lot going on in the basketball world. So tune in next week. Um, like I said, we'll get more into the draft. We'll obviously find out what's going on with the NBA Finals, all that, and more. And obviously, of course, you know, high school recruiting notes if anything comes up. So I'll let you know on the show. I'll let you know on the website. Visit the website, rimsandnets.com, R-I-M-S-N-N-E-T-S.com. Um, this is your host, Rob Morris. And once again, you listen to the Rims and Nets podcast. 